because last time it, it might have been too far from us, so we won't have to pick it up. I may not be.
morning. And welcome to the Presbyterian Church on Edisto Island. It is a joy to have you with us this morning. Before we begin worship, I have a few announcements. We love to welcome visitors, especially first-time visitors. For those who are with us today for the first time, we have a small gift for you to remember us by and to share a little more about our church. You will raise your hands and Usher will bring you a welcome back. Any first-time visitors? Okay. Should you need it, a restroom is located under the stairwell through that corner door. There are friendship registers in each pew that let us know of your presence this morning. Please sign and pass along to your neighbors. If you're visiting today, there is a space to leave your contact info and we'll gladly be in touch. The nursery is over in the ministry center. Welcomes children ages six and under at any time during the service. Please welcome Reverend Becky Albright as our guest minister today. Becky is a PCUSA minister recently retired from serving at First Presbyterian Church in Beaufort. She and her husband Bob still live in Beaufort. Welcome Becky. The Stitch Sisters will meet, meet Tuesday at 10 a.m. in the church library. And the church office will have limited hours this week due to vacation schedules. Please make sure to call before coming by or contact Reverend Sanders on her cell phone. Worship committee will meet on Sunday, August the 14th, immediately after worship. worship. And please keep Ashley and her family in your prayers as they return today after visiting with Chris's father, Ashley's grandfather. Now let us attune our hearts to worship as we hear the prelude. Please stand and join me in the call to worship you'll find in your bulletin. Our God, 
comes and does not keep silence. God calls to the heavens and to the earth that God may judge the people. The heavens declare the righteousness of God. Hear, O my people, and I will speak. Let's bow our heads for the opening prayer. God of all good things, we thank you for gathering us in on this day called Sabbath to worship in this sacred place. As we experience your love, your peace, and your assurance, make us strong in faith as we shake away unpleasant thoughts and unnecessary doubts. Open our hearts and quiet our minds as we feel your spirit in our midst. Calm us, O God, and keep us present at this time and in this place. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Let us remain standing as we sing hymn 420, God of grace, God of glory.
Please be seated. As we consider this morning God's steadfast love for us, we humble ourselves before God, confessing our sins. God is just and righteous, and let us now, in humility, but with boldness, confess our sin as we pray together. Holy God, you call us to do good, to seek justice, and care for those in need. We tend to place our comforts over compassion for others. You promise us a life full of blessing, but we do not always believe. You incite us to hope, but we fall back into fear. You urge us to give freely, but we cling to what we have. Forgive us, O oh God. Increase our hope, enlarge our hearts, and keep us alert to the wonders in the world every day. Amen. Let us now use this time of silence to offer our personal confession. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Please stand. Friends, hear the good news. By faith, we have been saved and our guilty hearts washed clean. Empowered by the Holy Spirit, we find ourselves refreshed, revived, and renewed. In the name of Jesus Christ, our sins are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Amen. be seated.
please bow for the prayer of illumination. Lord, our God, in the reading and proclamation of your word, we pray you will illumine our minds and hearts so that we may hear and understand and live according to your truth. Through Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. A reading from Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 3. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Indeed, by faith our ancestors received approval. By faith we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God, so that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And now I would like to invite any young disciples forward for a time with the children. I'm glad you're here. Come up. And you can sit on one of the pews here, on one of the benches. I had something really crazy happen. Reverend Sanders is out of town. And she communicated with me several times before she left about things to do. And she sent me some numbers, it's like four numbers, and told me that those would let me into the building. So sure enough, yesterday afternoon, I came to print, and I went and poked in some numbers, and the door opened. Now, I don't understand how that happens. And then I walked through the doors, and the lights came on. I didn't touch anything. And I don't understand how that happens. And I didn't bring it, but we have this little box. You may not even know what it is. It's called a cell phone. <laughs> and that's another thing I really don't understand because... I have a friend who lives in California, and California is like 3,000 miles away from us. And I can use that little box and talk to her 3,000 miles away, and it sounds like you and I are talking. It's so close. I don't understand how that works. And if we think about things like a calculator, if we plug in numbers, it automatically adds them up and knows the right answer. There's so many things I don't understand, and my guess is there's some things that you don't quite understand how they work. But the one thing that we can be assured of is that when we pray, God hears us. And God is always with us. God goes with us everywhere we go. And sometimes when I pray, again, I'm not sure how it works, but God hears me, and sometimes even I hear God talking back to me. So I've never met God face to face, but I have faith, and that is what we're all encouraged to have, is faith in God. And over the years, your faith will grow and grow and grow. And that is all a blessing, and we don't have to understand it. 
We just have to have faith to know it will happen. Let's pray. Dear God, there's so many things we fail to understand, and you assure us in the words of Scripture. Grow our faith as believers, making us your faithful disciples. Amen. Thank you for coming up this morning. Before I begin today, I would like to take this opportunity to thank Reverend Sanders and the congregation here for inviting me to lead you in worship. It has been a number of years since I was here last here, and you have had a number of changes, especially across the way, which are beautiful. But there are some things that have not changed. The sanctuary is just as beautiful as I remember it being. And secondly, the congregation is still as warm and welcoming as I remember. And for that, I thank you and applaud you. Today's scripture continues in the Gospel of Luke. And I will be reading from chapter 12, verses 32 through 40. Listen now to the word of the Lord. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is God's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out an unfailing treasure in heaven where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet so that they may open the door for him as soon as he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the father, whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat, and he will come and serve them. If he comes during the middle of the night or near dawn and finds them so, blessed are those slaves. But know this, if the owner of the house had known at what time the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Pray with me, please. Spirit of the living Lord, fall afresh on me. Melt me, mold me, fill me, 
use me. Spirit of the living Lord, fall afresh on all who are here as you move in our midst. May the words spoken today and the words that are heard be your words and not our own. You are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I will begin this morning with a question for you. What do you fear? On this very day, what is it that you are most afraid? Is it an imminent medical diagnosis or treatment? Is it global warming and climate change? Maybe it's a situation with a family member or members. Do you have end-of-life concerns? Is it financial security or retirement? Are you afraid of the dark? Are you afraid of being alone? Is it health conditions of a loved one? Were I to hand out paper to each of you and something to write with and give you about two minutes alone with your thoughts to think about what it is you fear, what would you write? Would it be one thing or a list of things? If we spend just a few minutes in honest contemplation, we all have something to write. Fear is an emotion for which we all know, and whether it is something that we are currently experiencing or something that we have experienced previously, we know how it feels to be fearful. It can be debilitating and controlling. Theologian Paul Tillich refers to fear as a threat of non-being. While it's exhilarating to see young children who have not yet learned fear, they will buckle up their life jackets and hop off the back of a boat or jump into the swimming pool squealing. They will run hard and fast into the ocean, never thinking about jellyfish or how deep they have to go before a wave will knock them over. In saying this, I have to confess this always seems much more exciting to me to watch fearless children when they belong to someone else. When they are not our responsibilities because we have learned fear. Fear and anxiety are legitimate emotions and sometimes it is impossible to escape. Today's scripture opens with do not be afraid. Jesus is saying to the disciples, do not be fearful, little flock. These are words of great comfort coming from Jesus. And in my mind's ear, I hear Jesus' voice as one that in itself brings comfort and calmness. Before I dive into this passage, let's talk about where we are in this scripture. Earlier in the 12th chapter of Luke, and if you were here last Sunday, you heard Reverend Sanders read and preach 
on previous verses in the same chapter. A crowd was gathered, and an unnamed person yells out about the unfairness of his inheritance. Jesus follows that with a parable about a rich man who has so much grain and has harvested so much, he plans to tear down the barns and build larger ones. Both of these individuals remind us of the negative implications of insatiable greed for material things. In the verses after the parable of the rich man, Jesus tells the disciples, do not worry about your life, about what you will eat or what you will drink. God takes care of ravens and the lilies of the field. God will certainly take care of you. Jesus tells the disciples they need to change their focus and focus on what is really important. If one of the things you thought about earlier when we had our mental exercise is financial stability or anything related to financial security, I encourage you to go home and read the 12th chapter of Luke. Luke has a lot to say in this chapter about money, inheritance, greed, and generosity. The words are comforting, reminding us of what should be the object of our focus. Jesus tells us to stop fretting, do not worry about earthly things, because any time and energy we use to worry is unnecessary. And when we're anxious about something, it is a distraction from our attention to God. Jesus assures us if we will lessen our concerns about things and redirect our attention to more godly things, God's good pleasure is there for us. And it is God's good pleasure to give us God's kingdom. And there is no greater gift. We're reminded of God's sovereignty and the protection that can come only from God. We're reminded that the earthly things that demand so much of our attention are not needed to receive God's love and for life in God's kingdom. Do not be afraid, says God. A true story I enjoy sharing is of a Norwegian businessman in the late 1800s who picked up the newspaper as he did every day. With his morning coffee, he read through the entire paper and as was his habit, the last thing he did was look over the obituaries. He was very surprised on this particular day to read his own obituary. That would be a surprise. Of course he knew it was a terrible mistake. His brother had recently died and a careless reporter had composed an obituary for the wrong brother. It was obvious that the reporter had confused the two of them, yet reading his obituary unnerved him. He usually tackled every day with a calm confidence, 
But on this particular day, he was disturbed. He had a glimpse of how he was viewed by the world, and he did not like what was said. Oh, they got all the facts right, and he admitted that. They were described accurately. He had impressive achievements, and they were all laid out in this obituary. But the reporter had failed to report or even mention his high principles, his values, and the things in life he held most dear. The obituary did a great job of detailing his inventions, his many factories, his pat patents, and even his enormous wealth. But there was no mention of his values. Many years prior to this, he had created an explosive called dynamite. And as a result of that, he had become wealthy and famous beyond anything he could ever imagine. The businessman was Alfred Nobel. And it is reported that on that very day, his life changed forever. On that day, he realized that all the wealth he was enjoying came from what the world saw as a catalyst for violence and for war. The product that had made him so wealthy caused people and things to be blown to bits. He looked at the reading of this erroneous obituary as an opportunity for resurrection and redemption, and he began to give his money away. He changed his will immediately and made a provision to reward those who made the greatest contributions to humanity and encourage peace with a noble prize. Today, he is best remembered not for dynamite, but for his humanitarian work and the Nobel Peace Prize. Alfred Nobel had the opportunity to rewrite his own obituary, and he did. Chances are great that we will not have that opportunity. Yet we do have the opportunity to change the direction of our worries of our concerns, and consequently, the direction of our focus. In the shadow of any uncertainty, fear and hope can appear similar. Anxiety has the ability to be a disease that consumes us, and when we are consumed by anything, we're not capable of giving God our attention. We're not capable of living with faithful courage through times of trial. Jesus knew the disciples well, and he knew their concerns in the same manner our concerns are known. And Jesus tells them, do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that will not wear out. An unfailing treasure in heaven where no thief comes near and no moth 
destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Yes, we do become anxious over worldly conditions, whether that is fear over finances, fear of an upcoming event, fear of the unknown, or whatever the fear, we miss the invitation that is there for us and open to us. God sees us, God hears us, and more than that, God invites us to share a meal. The tables before you, the table that is set is a bountiful feast for the people of God, and there is room for all. The table of Jesus Christ has unlimited space, and it is at this table where we find nourishment, where we are fed and given new life in Jesus Christ, a life in community where we can be liberated from fear, isolation, anxiety, and uncertainty. We are extended the invitation to a new life in Christ with the gifts of grace, love, and forgiveness. Today's scripture has Jesus with the disciples on the way to Jerusalem to face his own death by crucifixion. And he stops the disciples on the way and says, do not be afraid, you have been given the kingdom. Don't be frightened. You have it all. You have nothing to fear. Be kind, be generous, and care for the poor. You are in God's hands and need not to worry or be afraid. Friends, God loves nothing more than hearing from us, than being in conversation with us. You give God great pleasure when you pray, whether your prayers are prayers of thanksgiving, prayers of joy, intercessory prayers, whatever the type of prayer, God wants to hear from us. Pray your fears, pray your anxieties, pray your daily concerns to God. God loves to hear from you. And I challenge you to be bold and turn your fears over to God. Yes, relinquish them and hold them no more. Give them to God in faith. God's great pleasure gives to you the kingdom which comes with no fear and with no anxiety. Be liberated and unburdened. Live a life of freedom. You have the kingdom of God, and you have it all. It is a wonderful and generous gift from which, from which we should not be distracted. We have been gifted God's good pleasure. To thine be the glory, this day and forevermore. Amen.
In response to God's word, we are bold to proclaim our faith. Let us stand and say what it is we believe using the words printed in the bulletin from a brief statement of faith. We trust in God, whom Jesus called Abba, Father. In sovereign love, God created the world good and makes everyone equally in God's image, male and female, and every race and people, to live as one community. But we rebel against God. We hide from Creator, ignoring God's commandments. We violate the image of God in others and ourselves, accept lies as truth, exploit neighbors and nature, and threaten death to the planted entrusted to our care. We deserve God's condemnation. Yet God acts with justice and mercy to redeem creation. In everlasting love, the God of Abraham and Sarah chose a covenant people to bless all families of the earth. Hearing their cry, God delivered the children of Israel from the house of bondage. Loving us still, God made us heirs with Christ of the covenant. Like a mother who will not forsake her nursing child, like a father who runs to welcome the prodigal home, God is faithful still. Amen. Please be seated. Our blessings are many, and they are abundant. And when we truly think about it, we know that all that we have, all that we are, and all that we will ever be is a gift from God. We have the privilege of returning a small portion of what has been so generously given. We will now receive God's tithes and our offerings.
Let us pray. Generous God, we thank you for these blessings which have been so generously given. Use them, bless them, in the same manner that you use us. May these offerings be your hands and feet in the world to further your kingdom. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Friends, the table has been made ready. It is a bountiful feast. The meal is a simple one. But with this simple meal, you will be nourished and fed. The table before you is not a Presbyterian table for all who believe. Come to this table. Come, sinners and saints. Come, rich and poor. Come, friends and enemies. Come, this is the table where Jesus Christ is the host. Join me in the prayer of thanksgiving. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Holy God, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, with joy we praise you and give thanks to your name. You formed the universe by your grace and created all things by your power. You set us in families on the earth to live with you in faith. We praise you for good gifts of bread and the fruit of the vine. And for a table you spread as a sign of your love for all people in Christ. Your works are wonderful. Your ways are just and true. Therefore, we lift our hearts and voices in praise, joining the faithful of every age who forever sing the glory of your name. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are filled with your glory. Hosanna in the highest. We praise you, most holy God, for sending your Son to live among us, sharing our joy, our sorrow, and our fears. He told your story. He healed the sick and was a friend of sinners. Obeying you, he took up his cross and died that we might live. We praise you for Jesus' resurrection and enthronement as king. Remembering all your mighty and merciful acts, we break bread and share one cup, giving thanks for your saving love in Jesus Christ. As you raised our Lord from the dead and call us with him from death to life. We give ourselves to you to live for him in joy and grateful praise. God is 
the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Gracious God, pour out your Holy Spirit upon us and upon these your gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may live for Jesus' sake in the world. Send us out by the power of the Spirit to live for others as Christ lived for us. By your Spirit, draw us together in one body, joined to Christ the Lord. On the night of his arrest, our Lord Jesus took bread. He blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body broken for you. And in the same manner, he took the cup and poured the wine and said, This is a new covenant sealed in my blood, which is shed for the forgiveness of sins. Every time you eat this bread and drink from this cup, do so remembering the saving grace of Jesus Christ. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. For communion this morning, you will come to the tables and be seated. The ushers will guide you, and you will be given a packet that has bread and juice, and we will break the bread together and drink the juice together. And if you're unable to make it to the table, stay where you are, and one of the elders will come to you.
This is my body, broken for you. Take and eat all of it. This is my blood shed for you. Drink of this, remembering me. Go in peace. This is my body, broken for, me, for you. Take and eat. This is my blood shed for you. Every time you drink of this, do so 
remembering me. Go in peace. This is my body, broken for you. This is my blood, shed for you. Have all been served who desire to be served? Let us pray. We give our thanks to you, O God, that through the sacrament you have given to us your Son, who is the true bread from heaven and food for eternal life. Strengthen us through his banquet to go out into the world, nourished and renewed to be faithful disciples, so our daily living may be part of the life of your kingdom. May our love be your love reaching out into the world. By your spirit, make us one with Christ who conquered death through resurrection, is alive and through his living, we continue to live in the certainty that Easter never ends. Make us one with all your creation. Keep us faithful in your service. Through Jesus Christ, 
who teaches us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, go out into the world in peace. Have courage. Hold on to all that is good. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the suffering. But above all, love and serve the Lord this day and forevermore. Amen. <laughs>